0: What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebellion and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages eight to 15, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 17th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood. And I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and have fun in the messiness of it all. You are going to fall in love with today's guest, Evan Strong, incredible human being, enjoying life, incredible father, husband, friend, leader. He is a Paralympic athlete, professional athlete. He has won the gold medal in border cross snowboarding, silver medal in bank slalom snowboarding, and he'll be at the 2022 Olympics as well. Enjoy meeting a remarkable human being making the most out of life. Welcome to another episode of Fatherhood Field Notes. I am already grinning ear to ear because I'm so pumped to be talking to Evan Strong. Evan, how are you today?
1: Hey, doing well and uh, very honored to be on this uh, podcast to talk about uh, fatherhood.
0: Heck yeah, man. One of the most important things you and I will do in our life is our adventure of fatherhood.
1: Absolutely. It, it really is a, um, an amazing life enhancing and life transformational uh, path to be walking and uh, Mm. I feel very honored to be walking that path and uh, even more inspired that it's like now there's going to be like a a fellowship and a bit of a tribe of other uh, fathers or fathers to be somebody that wants to be a father and hasn't been one yet it's like there's not a lot of that kind of in our culture so much so I'm yeah. actually really excited to be tapping into what you're building over here with your uh, with your
0: podcast, dude. Thank you, and I got chills just thinking about because I'm like, okay, I was in, I was connected to you just from a, a work meeting, right? And it's like the fatherhood. I try to drop the fatherhood podcast regularly. And was introduced by a family friend of yours. And then to, to just Google your name or jump on your Instagram, I go, this guy's the real deal. This guy's on a journey of life, just always in in, in growth mode. And not for the sake of like, I want to conquer the world, but you want to get the most out of life. And I know you just based on the little bit I've done research on is you feel the same way about fatherhood. So I'm, I'm super stoked to get into it. Um, and just... <laughs> As I was creeping your Instagram, prepping for this, you know, I'm in Hawaii now, you grew up on Maui and seeing the picture of you dropping into Jaws and you saying that was like a lifelong uh, dream of yours was such an epic picture, dude. And uh, hey, thank you. Oh my gosh. So rad. So let's just jump into this. I'm going to ask you some questions and then, and then uh, the the field notes will open up. So Absolutely. how old are you today?
1: I'm a uh, 34. And uh, okay. I'm uh, kind of in to just jump ahead. I'm a father of two. I have a six year old daughter named Indy and a two year old daughter, Isla. And I got to um, start my family with my beautiful wife of 10 years, Mariah. Nice. And uh, they've been the greatest blessings of my life, especially on this uh, transformational path of uh, fatherhood.
0: Mm. Mm. So let me just ask why do you call it transformational life of fatherhood? Like that that word is, uh, seems to mean something
1: yeah well i I believe that there's different chapters in life, and there's different emphasis or uh uh characteristics or flavors or mm. kind of just like the medicine of that chapter of life, and when it's like hmm. it's not really great in our culture greatly uh mapped out or got given good labels or anything, but it's like leaving like what in the United States be called like bachelorhood to like. Like, so it's like. In some ways, it's like getting married and having kids. It was like a uh, chapter ending and a new one beginning, mm-hmm. and uh and I can't. It, for me, I guess uh it's easier to uh, digest or handle if I can decompartmentalize it into different, more into bite-sized pieces because it is a, it is a whale of a task. Um fatherhood so yeah maybe it's a survival mechanism or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i love the words you use you said it's a meta like you said something about a medicine for the season of life and i think you know medicine could either make us feel good or doesn't always make us feel good but you're in a season and you you have exactly what you need in front of you if you choose to see it that way to help shape you and to shape those around you so i just i love the terminology that you're using um yeah
1: absolutely and of course um these chapters mean different things for different people be that when it, refl- when you reflect to the individual's values and missions, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I definitely think, uh, walking a, uh, a lifetime of never having kids can be done in a really, um, amazing and transformational way also. So yeah. I'm not like trying to discredit like people that don't have kids. Like it isn't that thing. It's just like, like, what is life what it to kind of bring it to the point is like, just like, what is like your, what's your work for this time? Mm. And are you attending to it? Like, have mm-hmm. like, it's like, have you, like, have you just really stepped into like your highest uh, potential of kind of expression of like engagement of life or are you deciding not to? And is that causing like, on, um, uh, just, I don't even know quite what I'm trying to say, but besides just, uh, giving it intention and, and, uh, and, uh, and trying to create like value and growth in, of a person, just kind of that upper trajectory of consciousness Yeah, as I mean, an individual.
0: I, yeah, dude, what you're saying is this, this quote I wrote down is, you know, what is your work right now? So like, we're just talk dads, right? And Because that's who's listening to this is dads, what's your work right now? And are you attending to it? And and I love what you're saying, Evan, because you're taking a step back. Like you're saying this transformational piece of life, not just, yeah, I had a kid, but we're always focused on whatever the work is in front of us, like that we have to do and miss the opportunities of the internal work so that then the the kids, the spouse, the things that we find ourselves—it's like, am I attending to that? And I think that's a fantastic question because we can get so distracted by the have tos. Um, so I think you said it beautifully. So now I want to ask you, what is it that you do for a living? And we can just talk about that that briefly if you want. But what is it that you do for a living?
1: Well, I've been blessed to be a professional athlete and competing in uh, snowboard cross and in. Uh, Uh, Skateboarding for the last 10 years. So, uh, I have worked with amazing sponsors. And so, in some ways, I'm kind of like in advertising, but I travel, compete, and do uh, like public uh, lectures and talks and inspirational talks and um, donate my time to some really amazing nonprofits that uh, work with people with permanent physical disabilities, get back into an active, healthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just been uh, in alignment with uh, my passion of athletics or mm-hmm. uh, physical education because it's it really is. There's this amazing body intelligence. So I've been on this path of seeing where it takes me, how what's unfolding, and what to, and what bits of knowledge do I get from walking that path. So I'm very fortunate and blessed that. I've been able to connect and work with people that align with like my mission. So yeah, yeah. and I, I've been able to walk.
0: Dude, incredible! And when you say you know professional athlete, we're talking gold medal in border cross, silver in uh, banked slalom snowboarding. So we're talking to yeah. the most elite level of of professional athlete.
1: Yeah, I've been very fortunate to find adaptive snowboard cross and adaptive uh, bank slalom and other disciplines also, but the ones that were brought into the Paralympic Games Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. were border cross and bank slalom. And uh, I got to represent Team USA for the first uh, debut of Paralympic snowboarding in 2014 and uh, super blessed to be able to walk away champion with a gold medal. So incredible. Yeah. And, uh, I'm making a bid for my third games. That's this winter. So I'm in yep. full training mode in preparation mode for dude. trying to have a transcendent, uh, transcendent kind of performance in my uh, next games.
0: Love it, dude. So exciting. So exciting. And I'm sure that stuff will come more, come back up a bit more, but let's jump into some fatherhood stuff. So when you think about becoming a father, you know, with, with your dedicated life, um, <clears throat> And and having a, your first daughter six years ago, what was some of the best resources to you? Whether it been a book, a podcast, a friend, a mentor, a, a you know a parent, what was some of the best resources that you 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 found to to help you?
1: Well, first and foremost, most uh, my family was my first kind of family model of mm-hmm. what uh, I really is the foundation of the rest of kind of like I model my, uh, parenting after I was really blessed to be brought into and brought up in a family that, uh, was very like, uh, uh, health oriented and, uh, spiritually oriented. I grew up in in a, in a meditating family Mm -hmm. and, uh, practicing yoga and my dad grew up on a farm and, uh, as long as I can remember, uh, I've helped keep a garden with him. So I've been eating out of the garden and a lot of my uh, education was not just like the normal curriculum that you would see in a public school. It was, uh, a lot more like uh, philosophy, spirituality, uh, success technologies, um, Hmm. just kind of more, uh, how to develop yourself to, have an upper trajectory of uh, consciousness and and uh and to live life through uh your uh, through the truth that lives within you so hmm. um i have quite a um very uh unique and uh, maybe unusual life um, upbringing or lifestyle for many people that are probably possibly here in this but uh from that, I, I, I've just been able to experience, test and you know, trial and error, lots of different things. And, uh, and just basically the, the things that I see that bring value or are productive and or, uh, feel good and create better uh, collaboration with uh, others and my family members, uh, I've been able to kind of uh, navigate through everything that's out there to find something that just resonates as true in what feels good and sustainable and holistic. So mm-hmm. um, I was lucky that I was brought up with a lot of um, uh, uh, Rudolf Steiner's uh, work as the kind of the framework of kind of human development or children uh, youth development and education. He's the one that created the Waldorf curriculum, and it's just uh, really about trying to help develop and nurture just a holistic uh, person—not just like an intellectual hmm. person or a physical person or just a spiritual person. It's like how to be how to be well balanced and kind to, and so you can like go and do real, just really good work for that's specifically special for that person
0: um in their lifetime so i'm gonna ask you a couple questions about this because uh yes i mean i got notes here so unique so interesting and (laughs) and and powerful and it's like you know i feel i feel like maybe a lot of dads torn in this there's a lot of this stuff i want to do with my kids but then there's also this huge pull of the the real world in quotes right The like yeah right you know what I'm saying? So there's this pull with your kids. It's like, can you do both? Can you, can you still be into, gosh, I don't know, whatever. I look at Instagram and I follow people and I pay attention to that, but yet I also do this, that, or the other. So here's, here's a question to bring it, to bring it to a point. You grew up on a, you grew up on Maui, correct?
1: I uh, was born in San Francisco. I moved to Maui when I was eight. Uh, and, uh, my, uh, most, uh, like developmental years was on Maui and uh, I moved off of Maui to Lake Tahoe when I was 21. Okay. And uh, so I've been kind of all over the place, but uh, kind of like the developmental years for sure, definitely feel like Maui is the the home of that. That's home. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. So then here's my next question to that. And I'm kind of getting to a, to a point. Did you have brothers and sisters or do you have brothers and sisters?
1: yes i have an older sister stephanie and a younger sister ariana and i'm right in the middle
0: okay so then now right a lot of a lot of men women probably too when you find yourselves as a parent as an adult there's all these things that you would do differently so when you think about the way that you grew up maybe just if you if you can narrow it down what's one thing that you go okay my parents set me up in this, and this is what I want to continue on. And then from that lifestyle, this is what I would change. Cause I mean, you shared some heavy stuff, right? I mean, you grew up in a meditative house. You grew up where we're seeking consciousness. We're talking to an elite athlete who's overcome plenty of, plenty of trials, which ah, I just got to point this out real quick. This terminology you use, cause, you know, there's so much out there about failing is where you learn. But the words you used, which I want to start using with my kids, is, You use the words experience, test, and trial. The terminology fail didn't even come into your terms, which I'm sure it's just it's just your natural language that you're using. So, dude, that's a huge point for me to use um, with my children. But anyways, back to the question is when when you think about you and your two sisters, and now you you guys are all living your lives, 30s now, relatively starting your own families. What will you keep from the way that you grew up? And what would you? If there is anything, let go of.
1: Mm, absolutely. So, kind of at the heart of what I'm hearing you say is like, what are the the places where you like you have to be a countercultural counterculturalist, like where mm-hmm. you need to fight your culture to be able to bring your kids up in the ways that you would want, and what are the ways that are like the ways that you are um, raising your kids, um, like you want to keep, and it's like that's something that you want to hold on to. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, I'm definitely come, uh, approach life and parenthood and, uh, uh, bringing forth children kind of in a very, uh, natural puritanical way. And we definitely have like been all brought up many generations from like the industrial revolution and then the, um, Tech revolution. Now we're moving into the like artificial intelligence kind of revolution, and it's like we're, but we got, but like, where do we come from? It's like where we came from, like a hunter gatherer nomadic uh, lifestyle for three hundred thousand years as our modern um, species of Homo sapien and sapien, and in the last uh, ten thousand year from ten thousand years from the in, in uh, agricultural revolution, and then a couple hundred years ago with the industrial revolution, and just recently with the technological revolution. It's like we have this world and all these advantages, but it's like we got to still remember, like, uh, like where health and resilience, or even better, like anti fragileness and like self sovereignty and empowerment, and for me, like, uh, majestic, like, awe and inspi- inspiration, and like uh in just uh, just a, a lot of things that can't 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 be surrogate couldn't be a surrogate with with uses use of technology so what I'm trying to say is like i I want to kind of uh, how I like to bring up my family is in a very way a close way that I can have it be uh, modeled after uh, patterns and uh, that I see of Life and nature.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, I guess in my era of that I'm growing up in is like I have to be kind of a counterculture everywhere, and that's super tough because a lot of times I feel like I have to like battle a boundary that's like I'm like I don't I don't agree with that in uh, how I think we should uh, how I would want to raise my kids. So um, I don't know if that really answers your question, but like. I think um,
0: I, I think I know where I want to go with the question. So, so what's that movie where the dad raises his kids in the bus out in the feet out in the wilderness? You know what I'm talking about? Oh um, yeah, Mr. Fantastic,
1: Captain Fantastic, Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, that's a really great uh, movie, and uh, um, I definitely uh, a lot of people have said, "Oh, I thought about you," and I uh, <laughs> that people that know me are like, "I thought about you and your family when I watched that movie." I'm all like, yeah, that' pretty close but uh, the only difference we grew up in a vegetarian family besides going out and hunting Killing your deer. own deer
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. so here's <laughs> with a <spear laughs> or something so here's the question for you then you grew up in in, in you grew up in a manner and we can hear it from your language i mean you're super fascinating but then you find yourself in a mainstream snowboarding skateboard culture, which is a rebellious culture, but at the same time has now become mainstream. And so that's just an interesting dichotomy of like off the grid, eat your garden, vegetarian (laughs) to like, you know, thousands of people following on Instagram, which, you know, that may not be you sitting on there every single day, just part of the program. But the question Mm -hmm. is, the question is like, you grew up in that way. Is there any resentment, which I don't hear any of, man, I wish I would have you know, gone to the Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills high school and, and been quarterback, um, which maybe those two things can exist. So I think that's a little bit of the question. Is there any resentment that you would change now raising your own kids? Or do you love what you brought were brought up and you're taking that fully into, and then in our world where you live in the super mainstream snowboarding, skateboarding, yet you're also this other guy. How do you bring your kids up in that? super big broad question
1: (laughs) yeah but i'm getting what you're saying and it's like yeah it's like learning how to be keen and like be able to live multi-dimensionally between like your natural life where life comes from and then your worldly life it's your profession and like then there's even like this online world that we're a part of that's like social media and the internet and it's like you got to like have all your like instincts like sharp and on tap like Mm-hmm. on point like to be able to navigate all three of them and it's mm-hmm. like before i had this kind of bigger holistic outlook kind of on these dimension or these uh, environments that i um live upon or live um through uh uh before i had that kind of overview of it of course it's like wow once i like left childhood like homeschooled and like And meditating, doing yoga, eating vegetarian food—like I thought that was just normal. And then, like I got exposed through like middle school of like other lifestyles and like stuff like that. I'm like, wow, I'm like, it's weird that people don't have a garden or like Mm. they eat this way or they think I'm weird that I'm eating like a vegetable or something like that. Or (laughs) and it's all like, oh man, I wish I could just like not have to like have like my guard up in some ways. Like I wish my parents were just normal.
0: Uh, okay. So there were feelings like that
1: a little bit. Um, and it's like, I could definitely tell in my adolescence, there was like times where I like, I wanted to test it to see like, if did this really like what my parents were trying to instill in me really hold up true. Mm. And, um, and it's not that I really rebelled, but it's like, how much, how much does it like clout? Does this really like, does this really hold water or is this kind of just like woo woo stuff? kind of a thing. And uh, what really kind of brought it to the forefront for me is I was hit on uh, my motorcycle 16 years ago um, mm-hmm. from a uh, driver that was uh, intoxicated and wasn't paying attention. And the result, of that was a major trauma to my left leg and left arm. And uh, I was thrown from my bike and my femur was uh, uh, broken and a pop artery. So major I was having major hemorrhaging and, uh, lucky that, um, I was, uh, uh, taking good care of by doctors and, uh, I got to survive that. But in result, um, it was, uh, the result was a uh, amputation of my left leg. And I, after my uh, amputation and the beginning of my recovery, I I was like, wow. I'm like, only 18 years old. Like I survived this, like Mm. this is going to be a long life with, with like this. I'm all like, well, I better get to it because I love to skateboard and I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, I was already the victim of the accident, but I don't want to be the victim of this amputation. Like I want to be able to get back to life because there's a whole lot of life to live. So when I made that decision, and I made it my uh, my value and goal to is was to get back my mobility and uh, and uh, uh, strength and ability. I uh, went into it uh, just kind of full force, like all in, and uh, I wasn't seeing that like like health and recovery uh, was really happening with kind of like highly processed, industrialized kind of standard Mm. American food. I'm all like, I was really getting a bunch of results in my physical therapy and the health of my digestion and, uh, better sleep and better circulation. So my, uh, uh, my surgeries and my scars and my sutures were healing up faster. What was hydrating me to make me more flexible and, uh, were these, uh, organic whole foods, raw Mm. foods. um, Things that uh, just were are just a lot more closer to the earth and how um, uh, food just comes up naturally compared to like um, monocropped, pesticide sprayed food kind of a thing. So So, and I was really like really just to wrap this up is just like where is the like I was just like feeling that I was really able to tune in and feel. What was building my uh, energy? My uh, what was building my mana? Like this uh, was what was like building like life force in me, and what was diminishing it? And I could really feel that. Uh, uh, what my parents were trying to instill with me, like what they were growing in the garden, really held true, and I've been able to test it to the highest levels, to being able to be world champion and uh, X Games uh, gold medalist and uh, Paralympic champion in snowboard cross. So it's like, it's been an amazing journey to trust, trust the technologies of, of, uh, of these kind of more traditional ways of living these more heirloom ways of living.
0: So 17, 18 years old, this incident happens and you're at a crossroads. And what you just shared with me is the, the foundational truth that your parents had embedded in you, um, Uh, around food was confirmed as okay i'm not the odd one middle school high school or maybe i'm the odd one but i do like the counterculture right i mean i'm a skateboarder (laughs) on the rise to professional skateboarding so i'm already a little rebellious but it sounds like there was something else okay so the food piece it's that's easy to to not easy but it's a great conversation because you you could clearly tell the difference of I'm eating this and I'm seeing my body naturally get better based on this diet. But then clearly, clearly there's something else that was already ingrained inside of your being to go. I'm not going to look at this as a negative. I mean, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to come out stronger and I'm going to come out as you know, my mental game is on and I'm going to go pursue this. And now I know you had some great mentors that were, that were surrounding you, but you just confirmed that the way your parents raised you on a food wise was confirming during that time, but talk to me about the mental state. Um, and then I want to bring this into fatherhood. Okay. Cause there's a couple quotes I read mm-hmm. from you that, that I want to bring this into fatherhood, but what, what was the, the mental confirmation for you that the way I've been raised, is going to allow me to go through this.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I just, uh, first with making that decision, it's like, it's a lot, like somebody could ask like, Hey, how do I make the right decision? And I heard a great quote saying it's, it's like, you don't make it the right decision or the wrong decision. You make a decision and you make it the right decision. It's like mm. up to you to make it the right decision. It mm. doesn't matter what you choose. But whatever you choose, you make it the right choice. So um, that really uh, uh, resonated with me as I'll well, like, just like, yeah, it could be anything, but can I, uh, like, if it's not effective, can I tweak it? Can I adjust it? Can I adapt it to make it effective? And that's just kind of like a principle that's not applicable to diet. It's like applicable to success in general or just being able to, uh, achieve value or, uh, manifest, uh, uh what you deem is worthy. So,
0: <clears throat> but when um, you say manifest, um, I mean, just, just to kind of bring, cause that word gets, gets said a lot. You clearly I know that's a do cliche, the work.
1: I know that's a cliche. Word. Well,
0: I only bring it up to say, when I hear you say it, I know it's not you know, I manifested that yeah. I was going to be a pro snowboarder. You decided this is who I'm going to be. And it's, it, I mean, I'm just saying this, it's probably not yeah. about the no, gold you medal. Can fill in,
1: you can, you can fill in the blanks. I, I I'm jiving in with what you're, Dude, what you're asking. I,
0: you decided who you were going to be and you went and you made it happen through hard work day after day after day. And I think that's what so many people miss is the, is what we said before, the experience, the test, the trial, not the wake up every day and say, I'm going to be, I'm going to win a gold medal. It's like, no, that's part of maybe a much larger regiment, but um, dude, powerful. Okay. So here's, here's where we'll go from here. You confirmed that, you know, you were raised in a manner then brought to this critical life moment where the foundation that your parents built for you helped you to, to, to continue on the same path, just in a different manner. And so it sounds to me like, the way you were raised, right? Cause sometimes you'll hear like I was homeschooled and it was awful and now everything's different, but it sounds like this, this foundation your parents have built for you. You're now taking into your own fatherhood, parent, marriage, life, family.
1: Um, I am. Um, and I'm definitely doing it in a bit of my own, my okay, own way. So what would like, be um,
0: different? That's your way.
1: Um, uh, um, There'd probably just be subtle differences, probably from the outside, it wouldn't like look that drastically different. Um, but it's just like everybody has their own approach and their own way that they naturally problem solve, and like because everybody kind of kind of gravitates to something that's more their style.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um uh, so,
0: so then here, I'll, I'll ask another question to 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 kind of dig into this. Okay, so if anybody's seen Captain Fantastic it's like super off the grid. There's it's, it's incredible movie. So watch it. So from your perspective, Evan, how do you bring those things that you want to do, but keep your kids in the real world or does that real world actually a fake world? And that doesn't matter.
1: Well, it's not, it's a fake world. Um, it does matter um, because we're a very social species and, collaboration and connecting with others is super important even if it is like how we're doing it over over the internet mm-hmm. um, but like yeah I guess what in the movie Captain Fantastic the point of kind of like the downfall of like the things that you would like want to like let go of is like just like being dogmatic or um, like too rigid or too fanatical about your practices. Um, another great um, hmm. principle that I really love to incorporate with life is like the eighty twenty 20 principle. It's like, if you do 80% things that are like productive, good and healthy, and like, it's like effort towards like bettering yourself, like you can afford the 20% of like not eating like that would be your like idealistic like visions of like, what your diet should be or things like that. So it helps you not be so rigid. So mm. you snap under your own health practices because mm-hmm. that's really all these all are just health practices. And then at like at the end of the day and you, or at the end of the week or at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter, it's like, Hey, have my health practices actually been enhancing the quality of my life or have they been decreasing them? And then you just kind of, since you're not dogmatic and rigid with that kind of eighty twenty principle, it leaves room open to kind of have more of an inquisitive mind to kind of try something new and test it and see if it works or not. True. And because because uh, health should be um uh like able, you should be able to. Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, like have it be a uh, sustainable, like something that's you could do over a lifetime or over that kind of season of your life. Like, is it sustainable? Because if it's not, because if you're out of balance and you're trying to force something that's not sustainable. So it's like looking in the back to see what you're trying to see if it could take you far into the future with greater and greater vitality and health and yeah. relationship and collaboration with others.
0: Okay. So dude, this is what I'm hearing and I absolutely love it. I'm hearing the 80-20 is have grace for yourself. When you choose to embrace life as a journey, go on a path for health, right? Look at the the, the, the wheel of life, right? Your relationships, your body, your spirituality, all these things, and, and choose a life of health, which means that you're experiencing, testing, trialing things. Which, because the, the question that people go is, okay, well, I'm a v, I'm a vegan now, or I'm a vegetarian now, or I'm gluten this now, or I'm, and so that is actually not what you're talking about. That's not choosing a life of who is Ned, who is Evan, and I'm gonna every month and quarter and year reflect on who Ned's becoming. The other thing is chasing fads. Um, but if I'm truly going, I want to try this food habit for, for six months, and then I'm gonna reflect: Does it work for me? If it doesn't, then what did I learn from that? It's not a failure, but what did I learn from that? And how do I keep growing? And so you're talking about really embracing who you are and, and experiencing a life of becoming, but not for the sake of, I just want to be the best version and conquer everyone around me. It's so that you're going to live in community with other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because like communication relationship is like pretty much the whole game, you mm. know, it's like where we, we do not survive or exist. Um, as an isolated individual, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. Mm. So, um, you can really tell the health of a person is by the relationship, the health of the relationships that they keep with them with others, you know? Yes. So, um, and, uh, and, and that's always that great kind of true North, um, um, about like, are, are these things, creating more fulfilling life experiences shared with others is a great creating better collaboration with uh with others and uh uh making good agreements with others like is it manifesting things that i feel good about or and it's just that it's because you might be able to do something by yourself for a little while but at the end it's like really to see it through you have to have a team, your tribe. And also it's like one of the most important values of people on their deathbed is like, are they leaving a legacy? Like when they're gone, is there something that Mm -hmm. lives on? Mm -hmm. And that goes right back to that relationship things and how you uh, like communicated um, to your community or your relationships about what you were doing that would create that legacy. So um, I think that's just like, cause it's like, when I'm on that deathbed, I'd like to feel really content and mm-hmm. uh, really happy, just proud, or not even proud, because that's not even a very high uh, state of consciousness. Just just like content, like I, I lived a good life and I left the world or my family better off than it was given to me kind of a thing. So it's like...
0: Y- yeah, and... And as I hear you say that, you know, what really comes to my mind when I'm, when I'm hearing your story is when you're saying content, it's, it's like you took risks, right? Because to be able to lay on that deathbed and, and, and feel content, I think a lot of people avoid risk thinking that that's going to leave them a content life, but you're willing to take risk after risk after risk, which means being vulnerable, jumping out in relationship, um, and and that's, what's going to leave a content because if you're laying there in a content state, it's, I gave this my all right. And, and meaning I was vulnerable with, with the life that I had. I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a value of me to like, 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 like be happy in a job well done kind of a, mm. um, kind of perspective. And, uh, so
0: Dude. Yeah. 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 That's good, man. I got three more questions and I know we're, we're going to be coming up soon. So I want to, so um, when you think of the role of the father, what would you say the role of the father is in just a couple of sentences?
1: Well, of course there's kind of the uh, uh, gender abs- uh, subscribed kind of things of like the provider, the protector and things like that. And of course I definitely uh, relate and agree with those things. Um, But it's also like the role of the parent is like, like one way I like to think of it as like uh, the, uh, the uh, caretaker of boundaries or the guardian of boundaries for like safety purposes. Um, But also like the other side of the coin of like somebody holding the hard line of an important boundary of safety But always having the other side, the uh, complementary opposite of like, uh, like unconditional patience and love Mm. and support. Like the parent is uh, like this as a visualization, like the safety net, like the child can like grow up and like uh, test their boundaries, uh, travel far out, um, see what they're capable of. But like, if all they'll, but like, even if they're, it was in their back of their subconscious mind, like, Oh, like ultimately like my mom and dad are like this safety net that like, if all fails, like I'll mm-hmm. be okay. And I'll yes. be loved. So, um,
0: dude, those two terms, I, go ahead, go ahead.
1: That, that really does wrap up what I was trying to. Okay. So to these convey. two,
0: these two terms, I think are such incredible guardian of the boundaries which isn't, you know, hard lined. It's it's guardian, which which you think of a guide, right? You think of a guide as here's the boundary, but with unconditional patience to know that as you're building these boundaries and expanding them as the child, you know, is able to have them expanded, you're letting them, allowing them to when they cross over, you because you've. Said this with your unconditional patience, you're creating a trust in a relationship where you are the person that they will turn to because you didn't freak out when they stepped over the boundaries. You didn't lose your mind so that then they're never going to come and tell you that they stepped over the boundaries and and got bit or hurt or whatever. Because you, with that unconditional patience, will be that person that they trust, and that's your that's your goal. Your the role, right? I mean, the role is to teach them how to exist in a world with other people, not how to just follow a rule blindly.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because like humans really learn from failing. And if we actually just look at things objectively, it's like, like, and it's like, there's this like, uh, narrative in our culture of like, like some level of perfection or striving for perfection. But if we really think about it, it's like, we all fail forward, you know, Mm. And it's like, like the light bulb, like 10,000 failures, but the 1,001 test was a success, but he failed 10,000 times forward until he figured it out. So it's like, instead of like giving things this like good, bad, it's just like, Mm. it's like, it's just like, so it's, it doesn't it's good to let ourselves off the hook. It's good to forgive, like forgiveness is holy, like forgive oneself and forgiving others. And like leaving that little bit of extra space for like, uh, the stream of life to flow down and like get to the next stage kind of a thing. And it's like, uh, just kind of like you've been changing in the the perspective and it's like, it's like, there's like, what's the higher octave of duty. It would be like, um, it would be like devotion. It's like, mm. I'm not just like married to my wife. Um, It's not my duty to be my, like a, a good husband to my wife. It's like, no, I'm devoted to my wife because yeah. to me, my wife is my, like my, is my goddess. It's like, I I'm devoted to her. So it's just another way of looking at things and like another perspective of how you, you approach things with what kind of intention. Like, so. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, Are you devoted? So dudes who are listening to this, are you devoted to your wife, your kids, to the work of working on yourself? Like using the word devoted, because like you said, right after that, it's the intention that shifts your intention. If it's my duty versus my devotion.
1: Mm -hmm. It really has a different flavor and another tenor. And I just know that things are a lot more easy to bear when you got that more, uh, divine uh uh kind of uh uh vibe to it then yeah
0: yeah w- the
1: heavy like the heavier um kind of states of being of like uh, like duty or and then or because resent- i think that- or even resentment because that goes down a real real dangerous path right it's like if you can fall into that then it's like that's where then relationships then can get hurt, and it's think, like it's a yes. real slippery slope. So it's like, be just be mindful just about the seeds that you're planting and mm. and where and how you're tending them. So it's not that I'm calling anybody out because I got my shit. You know, I got yeah yeah I got the things that I'm working on, and
0: but I'm that's not the thing is stand you. you. You know what they are. You're working on them. That's the difference. And I'm not saying the difference from the one dude listening to this right now, but for a lot of us, do we know the stuff that we need to be working on? Are we working on it? And so I think that that's really the key there is for you to be able to say this and then in a sense backpedal a minute to go, hey, I obviously am on a journey too. I don't have all my shit together, but the question is, are we just looking at everybody else whose stuff isn't figured out? Or are we also reflecting on where we're at? Because if we're vulnerable and where we're at, then those around us would do the same. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to yeah. keep going. I want to keep going. I want to ask you another question. Mm-hmm. When you became a father, what did you learn about yourself? Because you had already been a dedicated athlete, had a major injury, became you know de- dug in even more on the, uh, being an athlete got married somewhere in there, uh, you know, young, (laughs) like 24, roughly. Yeah, 23, I think. Okay, yeah. And then had a kid (laughs) a couple years later. So there's these huge learning moments, right, along the way. And you become a father around 26, 27, somewhere in there. What did you learn about yourself there, right?
1: Oh yeah. It's a great question and I guess that can kind of change and evolve over time because it's like kind of ask, hard like ask somebody their like, favorite song. It's like uh it's like there's so many songs. How mm. could I could I have a favorite song? Um but it's just what uh fatherhood has really taught me is like 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 extreme ownership of your decisions, you know, and the agreements that you're you're making with others. Um, uh, it's this weird dichotomy of like selflessness and also like, like being still like dedicated to yourself, like a self more of a selfish thing, but it's like, yeah, it's it's hard to even i'm like i'm like in some ways like still lost in the woods of like raising little kids so it's like maybe one day i'll have a hard concrete answer of like what have i learned but like man what have i not learned it's like everything has just been brought to such another level
0: mm-hmm. that
1: it's just like holding on to like the tail of a wild animal, and you just <laughs> like
0: <Yeah.
1: laughs> just hold, like just hold on for dear life because you don't want to get shaken off. Um and Dude. it's just like adapting to the day and like the needs mm. of the day. Mm. And it's just like um, it's and it's also like being selfless. Like don't try to play with your kids like in the ways that you want to be played with, yeah. like at your age. It's like get humble and like lay on the ground and let them crawl on your face and like uh sing songs to them and dance, dance around and be silly and do plays and all these kinds of things like just like um that's the most important thing that you could spend is time with your kids meeting them at their level so yeah, um and just don't like yeah need to I know that like in the beginning maybe I was a little self-conscious or a thing or uh it's like it was too, wasn't masculine to like, Mm. like meet your kids at your level but it's not like man it's really we'll make it's like the medicine that they need so just um just wherever they're at in their life just meet them there instead of for like demanding kids to always be meeting us adults where we are you know yeah and, uh, yeah
0: well oh, dude so. here's here's what i hear here's what i hear which is incredible because this is the point of the rebel and create podcast which will be my next question and 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 we'll wrap it up but um i asked you what did you learn about yourself and and a couple of things that you said was extreme ownership of your decision and then the analogy of holding on to the tail of a wild animal and the point of rebellion create if i could sum it up is like i want men to know who they are and in hearing you give your answer it's you learned who you were like you are the dad and that in no way means that you have it figured out. I don't have it figured out, (laughs) but I'm going to hold on for dear life because what I learned is I'm the guy. That's it. I'm the guy. I'm the only guy. And, and I have to own that. And then I got to hold on for dear life because like you said, you know, in 20 years, you and I'd be able to have a podcast and go, yeah, we know a bunch of stuff, but our kids are moved out now. And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of life, right? Is is we, we're we learning as we're experiencing it. So if, yeah. if every dude could just go, I'm the guy, I'm going to own this, and I'm going to hold on for dear life and figure it out on the way. I think we all instinctually have what it takes to be a dad. Um, Absolutely. We just have to, we have to own that. So with that rebel and create is the mantra of this podcast. And, and it could be applied to something as small as I'm rebelling against having my cell phone on Sundays to have a day of just full presence with my family uh, to create that, or I'm rebelling against this, you know, whatever in the world to create X, Y, and Z. So when you th- hear those words, what's something that Evan is rebelling against and what is it that you hope to create out of that rebellion? Ah. Oh.
1: I'm rebelling against definitely kind of the uh, the believing hook, line, and sinker that the cultural narrative that's told to us is the end-all, be-all truth. And to think for myself in the intention of being the master of myself, being a uh, uh, a sovereign being under the eyes of God and, uh, and really living that by example and uh, not giving my power away to say uh, certain institutions, like, no, like I got the know-how, I got the skills, I got the courage to use those tools and skills to take care of myself. I don't need other people to say as simple things as like how, like, my, do I know how to heat my house? Do I know how to get drinkable water? Just like just the bare necessities, but just like, and then build skill after skill until your repertoire is this profoundly beautiful, uh, just like toolbox of sharpened tools to be able to be more self-reliant. So, um, you can make, Important decisions from a place of not fear, but of confidence. Mm. Because
0: there it is. Uh, yes,
1: it's just uh, it's a kind. It's not like there's out people out there to get you. It's just like really, how much are you uh, and can uh, the master of your your own life? Like, and uh, to live that by example, so that hopefully the uh, next generation can learn some. <clears throat> some things, some good things, some good skills and, uh, concepts and values tap passed down that aren't something that's just like limited to one thing, but it's like, is a principle that kind of is like a, uh, uh like a fundamental, like, it's like a master key that opens all doors. It's like teach a man to fish and they can feed themselves for a lifetime kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that's the hope of the Lex, uh, the legacy is that it just from exa- living example that it makes more self-reliant, anti-fragile individuals to have a healthy generations down the line because our human biome is uh, definitely suffering genetically and from dying from inflammation and degenerative diseases and things like that. And like the next generation is definitely like taking the ship of the wheel of the ship, but the ship's got a lot of holes in it. So we got to have these amazingly nimble, problem-solving individuals to be to fulfill the the legacy of our ancestors, pretty mm. much because they're the most adaptable individuals of all time, and we're the living results of that. So I don't want to make them disappointed that I wasn't able to pass down our human birthright of being the most adaptable um, uh, resourceful, uh, species on the planet.
0: Dude. Powerful. My last question was going to be about legacy, but here's how I'll ask it is how are you right now with your two and six year old practically passing this down? These beliefs, like these concepts we're hearing from you, how are you practically passing these to your children, your two girls at the ages that they're at today?
1: Uh, first of all, is just like, uh, um, like be creative, be receptive to, uh, new ideas. And, uh, when they have a kind of a pure concept on how to approach, say a uh, problem solving or um, something like that, like, uh, reinforce it. Mm. And also it's like with the principles of like, uh, keeping your own garden, like Mm. showing them like. This is a seed, and from here, this is the soil that um, will foster growth from this seed. And then, seeing it sprout, and then tending it and taking care of it, seeing it to ripe um, harvest time, and then harvesting it, and then bringing it into the kitchen, and then preparing it into the meal, and sharing it with others, like mm. showing them like a, a completed cycle of like why the seeds important. But that could just be a metaphor uh, for anything else in life, not just like uh, specific to say diet or uh, food proficiency or something like that. But it's like um, it's like you can be right, but is it effective? And it's like what's effective? Mm. It's just like and it's sometimes the more humble things, the more human things, and um, and it's like you you might seem like you doing it alone is insignificant. But that's where, like the beauty, of, the beauty of, like, say meals, or like to um, some religious groups, like breaking bread. It's like there's something holy with that. Where it's like more than uh, one is gathered. Like uh, there's something divine that's created mm. between between that. So it's like it's like just yeah, finding finding what's effective and yes, and enriching life. That's really. Just, and it's kind of like a subtle thing and it's an intuition thing and you got to use your, your just uh, more than your just say reasoning factors of your, of yourself. But like, just like, it's like, what are the subtle uh, energies or uh, feelings or intuitions that you're getting about the uh, things that you are um, creating and sharing in life?
0: And I think that's, that's an acknowledgement all of us dads need to make is we're creating something. What is it that we're creating? And and Mm -hmm. are we using our birthright? Like you had said to do that, or are we making the decisions about what we're creating based on fear, not based on a toolbox where we're continuously sharpening our skills um, so that we can then create what we want to create. And I think that the, the the foundation that you're building upon from your family now to your daughters. And based on this conversation, probably everything that you touch um, is you're creating a legacy that matters deeply to your soul. and, And you're looking at it, which is what I want us all to do is like us dads, we're not alone. We're not alone. There are tons of great dads out there, but we need to continue to build together and know, Hey, there's other dads waking up and going to attack this day in a not this patriarchal, I'm on top and everybody serve me, but flip that pyramid upside down, and we're coming up from behind and pushing and lifting and guiding and serving and loving our families. And 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 I hear that from you, Evan, dude. I'm just been so, ah, I love this conversation. I love your approach to life. Um, and and I would just look forward to learning and hearing and watching you continue to do all that you do if people want to learn more about you, I mean, Google Evan strong, you'll find a bunch, watch the, the games coming, um, Beijing, right. Next year,
1: in Beijing. Yep. In March and in it'll March. Be live on. Yeah. I'll be live on NBC and I'll be, uh, competing and do, uh, two meddling events. So two, uh, two competitions. So there'll be a uh, multiple ways and times to be able to tune in and, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to connect with you and, uh, blessings on, uh, on all the fathers out there, the fathers to be. And, uh, and I honor the, uh, the masculine and all of you that are listening and, uh, just, uh, yeah, the kind of like the archetype of the masculine, like the highest form of the masculine Mm. is like service. It's like, it's like, but it's like a kingly service. Mm -hmm. It's like, Like, a good king, he's the one that's, like, really, like, taking the front, but really it's for, like, in service to really pull up the back, like, keep up the back, like, in service for the whole, you know? so
0: powerful oh yeah evan dude i just love this i love your approach man thank you thank you for being on the podcast for your words for the husband father friend leader athlete that you are you're you're out inspiring the world as you're on your own growth journey and being vulnerable vulnerable enough to share that with others so keep being you man keep being you and and sharing that with the world
1: absolutely uh take care thank you
0: I was so challenged by this conversation because the way that Evan speaks his approach towards life, I'm just so drawn to that holistic approach to life and the rebellion against the, the culture in the sense of that counterculture feel. But while still living and embracing something that he's passionate about, that is a mainstream culture thing, snowboarding, skateboarding, surfing. I just love those, those sports for myself and for my family and with all the notes that I got sitting here on this page, the the guardian of the boundaries, the unconditional patience, and then really to top it off, dads, if we could lean into this, the idea, the thought of being devoted, devoted to our spouse, devoted to our children, devoted to working on ourselves to show up as the man that is inside of us, that we would go to work uncovering who that dude is, so that we can show up for those that have been placed in our care. I want to thank all of you dads listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Please do not be like everybody else. Be yourself, but in community. Find other like-minded men and even those who aren't, but are still pursuing family and fatherhood. And build a community, a culture around yourself of, of men who are growth-minded who aren't making decisions based on fear, who are living to their potential and striving to push each other to live to their potential. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. If you haven't already, please like, share, write a review. It helps spread the word that fatherhood matters. Look forward to hanging out with you next time.